the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Come on, say, turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. Overflow. Turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. We can't but come tell Welcome to Beyond the Veil, a ministry of Dayspring Chapel. Arise, shine, and excel. Located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. As Luke chapter 1, verse 78 and 79 tells us, According to the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the path of peace. Now, let's listen in to today's message from Pastor David Oluwadara. Relationships are a battle. The operating forces in human relationships. Our text, Ephesians 6, 1 to 13, 2 Corinthians 10, 1 to 7. Our scripture prayer prompters, our scripture prayer prompters, we have two of them. The first one is 2 Corinthians 5, 7, and they are very simple. Actually, both of them are very simple. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. For we walk by faith not by sight. Another way to put it is, because most of the time when you see walk in the scriptures, it means live. For we live by faith, not by sight. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 7. And the second one is like it in 2 Corinthians 10, 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war or do battle or deal according to the flesh. For though we live in the flesh, we do not deal, we do not war, we do not fight, we do not make decisions, we do not do things according to the flesh or by the leading of the flesh. If you compare the two scriptures, they're saying the same thing. So we do not depend on the flesh. We do not depend on our emotions, on our feelings. We do not depend on our experiences. We do not depend on what we see, what we hear to make decisions or to deal with things in life. We depend on the Lord. Of course, at the same time, we do not ignore the things we see, the things we hear, the things we feel. We do not ignore the experiences, but we do not base our decisions or our life, our choices on them. For, so, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Second Corinthians 5, 7. The second one, Second Corinthians 10, 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according to the flesh. So, relationships are a battle. And we know that relationships are very important in life. In fact, there is nothing you can really do in this world without relationships. If you can do some things 
there will be very little that you can do. Actually, there is nothing really that you can do without relationships. And if you want to do something of great value, you will have to have a lot of good relationships in your life. A lot of really good relationships would be involved. In fact, the bigger the deal, the you know, bigger the project, what you want to accomplish, the more good relationships you will need. The relationships we need to do great things, big things, must be good. If they are not good, you're not going to be you're not going to be able to accomplish those great things. The people of the old world were so united that they said they were going to build a tower. They were going to build, you know, like a skyscraper up unto heaven to see what's there to meet God. And God looked at them and said, these guys are very united. In fact, there is nothing that will stop them because they are so united. They have good, good relationships. So, God had to come in between them because basically they, what they wanted to do, there was no good reasoning behind it. So, God had to come in between them and disperse them. So, relationships are very, very important in life. Even animals value relationships. They know who is who amongst themselves. They know who doesn't belong to this company. Uh, you are not invited. They will drive that one away. That doesn't belong in their company. Long-term good relationships are not easy to come by. Whether between husbands and wives or amongst family members or siblings. There are many married couples that are just coping with each other. They're just coping with each other. There are family members who are at each other's throats every day. And siblings that don't even talk to each other. There is hatred, animosity, bitterness, envy, jealousy, very common in the world. More common than love, compassion, and kindness. Indeed, relationships are a battle, spiritual battle indeed. And these relationships can be so complicated and compounded when you put in the emotions of people, the thoughts, the imaginations, our experiences, our assumptions, our biases, prejudices, mentalities, our cultures, our beliefs. When you put all of that together, relationships become really complicated. A little conflict can become very contentious, be prolonged and even elongated, so to say, spreading to others and can even become a generational stronghold. And there are many of this kind in the world today, generational conflicts. You can just look around the world. Thousands of years, they've been at each other's neck. From family relations to marital relations, from racial relations to cultural and social relations, the battle is on. Even when and where all seems to be well, the battle is on. The battle is ongoing. This battle is more real and more intense. This spiritual battle is more real and more, more intense than the ones we see and experience, than the ones you see with your eyes. This battle is the one fermenting and vomiting the ones we see dividing and splitting our nation. The battles behind the scene. The battles behind the curtain. 
They are the ones fermenting and vomiting all that we see. This battle is not a localized battle. It's a worldwide one. The Lord is speaking to us on relationships are a battle. The operating forces in human relationships. If we look at Matthew 26, Matthew 26, 55 to, 20, 55 to 56. In that hour, Jesus said to the, to the multitudes, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to take me? I sat daily with you teaching in the temple, and you did not seize me. But all this was done so that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. Wow. And soldiers that came to take Jesus, the high priests and the elders of the people, they came, they attacked Jesus, no, uncovered him, so to say. I mean, I don't know what they used in those days. Basically, they arrested him. And all his disciples, all his friends, all those people who claim to love him, you know, they all fled. Basically, his family, because he called these people his family. They all fled. They forsook him and fled, the scripture says. Imagine if, because of fear for their own safety, all the members of your family desert you in a time of great danger. If this happened to you, what will you do? Especially if you survived, what will you do? Unless you understand the forces behind the curtain, you'll be greatly wounded and you will even hold it against the members of your family. You hold it against them forever, you will never forgive them. But because Jesus knew all the drama, all the drama behind the curtain, he could empathize with the disciples. He prayed for them and forgave them. Many times in life when we are in situations, we need to ask ourselves, you need to ask yourself, if I were in the same situation, would I have, would I have done differently? What would I have done? I'm looking at this person now, or looking at these people now, and saying that, wow, how can they do that? How can anybody do that? To be a good thing for you to look at yourself and say, if you were on the other side, what would you have done? And if we'll be truthful with ourselves, if our eyes will open a little, we'll see differently, we'll understand differently. In fact, that's what Jesus Christ meant by saying, you cannot say to your brother, let me help you with the speck in your eyes. Let me take out the speck in your eyes. You know, you don't look so good with the speck in your eyes. Let me take out the speck in your eyes. Let me, let me fix your face. Let me fix how you look. Not realizing, not even knowing that you have a big deal in your own face. You have a log of wood in your face. In fact, there is no way you can even see what is in your brother's eyes. What is in your brother's face. There is no way you can really correct or you can really make too much comment about what is in your brother's face. Because your own face is covered up with the log of wood in your eyes. Except the Lord helps us. Except the Lord opens our eyes. We don't even know ourselves. So how can we know other people? How can we judge other people? <laughs> I said, don't judge, lest you be judged. This is the wisdom of God. 
Jesus could see what was happening behind the scene for these people, for, for his disciples, his families that just forsook him in a time of danger. So he was able to empathize with them. He prayed for them and forgave them. Let's look at what's really happened behind the curtain. Why the disciples fled when Jesus was being arrested. If we look at Luke chapter 22, verses 31 and 34. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. But he said to them, but he said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Then he said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you will deny three times that you know me. Now, it wasn't only Peter that Satan used his schemes and devices on. All the other disciples were affected by the tricks, by the devices, by the schemes of the devil. For Jesus Christ said to Peter, Satan is attacking you. Satan wants to take you. Satan wants to trick you. Satan wants to make you fall. And Jesus said, I have prayed for you. But Peter did not even listen to that. Did not even understand that. He said, no way, I'm not going to fall. No way, I'm not going to do anything bad. No, 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 I'm strong. If I were to be like those people, I would do differently. Oh, I would be so caring. I would be so loving. I would be so, so different. He didn't even know himself. He didn't know what the battle was behind him. He didn't know what was happening behind the scene. He didn't know what some, some forces, you know, uh, were doing to make him fall. So he didn't take caution. This attack on Peter was not just on Peter. It was on all of them. Jesus prayed for them. But he still allowed them. God still allowed them to experience the trouble. Amen. So many times, God will allow us, you know, allows, allow us to experience things so that we can understand, so that we can help others. We hope you have been blessed by today's broadcast. Come worship with us at Dayspring Chapel, located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Again, that's 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Sunday worship is at 1 p.m., Bible study and prayers on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. You may contact Pastor David for prayers or counseling at 857-266-0778. Again, that's 857-266-0778. Until tomorrow at this same time, Monday through Friday, arise, shine, and excel. Oh, oh, oh.